This is a recording from a Sunday meeting of the BC Humanist Association in Vancouver. Humanism is a progressive worldview that, without supernaturalism, affirms our ability and responsibility to lead meaningful, ethical lives capable of adding to the greater good of humanity. To learn more about humanism and to support our work, visit bchumanist.ca and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to the BC Humanist Podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our staff or board of directors. Hello again. My name is Jerry Steinberg. I am the founding non-father, emeritus, retired, of No Kidding. And No Kidding is basically a social club for couples and singles who've never had kids. Uh, we got a lot of calls from people saying, you know, uh, I'm divorced. I don't have my kids anymore. Can I join your club? Sorry, no. All right. Uh, it's for non-parents. Anyway, um, way back when... When I was a kid, I was six years old when my parents had another baby. And I found myself having to change the baby's diapers from time to time and go and collect the baby and watch the baby while mom, who was a stay-at-home mom, uh, tended to household chores, laundry or dinner or whatever. And then two years after that, I got a baby sister, more diapers. And more watching. Jerry, watch the baby while I take care of... Okay, mom, yeah, okay. So, to some extent, I can honestly say that I helped my parents raise my siblings. Okay? And I see people nodding, and I'll bet you many of the people nodding are either firstborn or secondborn, the elder sibling. Okay? And that's normal. Right? I would do the same thing if I had offspring. I would ask the other offspring to care for the youngest and the weakest and the most vulnerable. All right? Don't let him run out the door onto, into traffic, that kind of thing. Uh, don't let her fall off the sofa. Uh, so that was one thing that spurred me into thinking, well, do I really want to have kids? That's a lot of work, and it never ends. And then I became a teenager. And I became the live-in babysitter. Mom and dad would go out with friends. Jerry, can you stay home tonight and take care of the, the kids while we go out? Yeah, okay. What can you say to your parents? You say no, you go out without dinner for the rest of your life. Uh, and when I got into my 20s and my early 30s, I was dating. And several of the women I was dating were single moms. And I've got nothing against single moms. I, I feel for them, believe me. Taking on at least five jobs and you're just one person. But I found relationships with those single moms were very stressful for me and for her and for the kids and for the absentee father. Uh, expensive, busy, noisy, and just plain uncomfortable for me. And I'm not saying it has to be for you and you'll all find the same things. This is my experience, my reaction to my experience. And it was mostly negative. There were a few positives, of course, otherwise it wouldn't have stuck around. But for me, the negatives outweighed the positives. And I decided, well, I, I, I might get married someday, but I'm not going to marry somebody who's already got kids. That just doesn't work for me. One thing that I got thrown in my face frequently was, you're not my dad. Sound familiar, anybody? 
I would say to the kids, you know, turn off the TV and come for dinner. You're not my dad. Okay. And when I asked the mother to please discipline the children, in many cases, they were reluctant to do so. They had become very, very lenient with the kids because they were afraid that the kids might start drifting more to their father. Well, daddy lets us do that. Daddy lets us have ice cream for dinner. Okay. Uh, anyway, long story short, I decided I'm not going to marry into a family. If I'm going to have kids, they're going to be my kids. I'm going to raise them from puppyhood on, and they will obey me. And I won't get any of this, you're not my dad crap. And then I thought about why people have kids and the various pressures that are put on people to have kids. Hey, you've been married six months. You pregnant yet? Uh, we want grandkids. Hurry up. Make grandkids for us. And in many cultures, grandsons, which I find completely unpalatable. Uh, you want a grandkid? Hope it's happy and healthy. Don't worry about his gender. But in many cultures, the male of the species is highly valued. The female, much less so. And I think that's sad. Uh, people have kids for various reasons. To keep up with their friends. Okay? Uh, we're a couple. That couple and us have been friends for six, seven, ten, twenty years. And they've got three kids. And so far they keep telling us the score is three to zero. Hurry up and catch up. That's ridiculous. Having kids to keep up with your friends is a bad reason for having kids. That's like, we're going to Hawaii for three months. You should come with us, whether you can afford it or not, whether you want to or not. Okay? Uh, different strokes for different folks to coin a, not to coin, but to repeat a, a 70s phrase. Okay, you've got to do what's right for you. And you will never hear me say you shouldn't have kids. Yes, I might say you should think about it, but the decision is yours and the consequences are yours. No kidding is not anti-kid. Okay, we don't, I can't speak for everyone in no kidding and I won't. I don't dislike children which when you take the double negative out, I like kids. I actually enjoy their company from time to time. <laughs> okay, occasionally, sporadically, not 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the rest of your life. Okay, I became a teacher by choice. Nobody forced me. In fact, the pressure was the opposite. My father owned a shoe store. And I worked in his shoe store, weekends and, and summers. And one day we were alone in the store, no customers, no other staff. And Dad said, Jerry, someday this will be yours. 
And I shattered his dream by saying, no thanks. Okay? Number one, the pressure on the breadwinner is overwhelming. It's do or die, depending on how much you earn. And I found my father was very often an absentee father. Not that he lived under a different roof, but he rarely came home while the kids were still awake. He would be doing inventory at the store. He would be doing payroll at the store. He worked seven days a week. There was no day off for the, the owner of the business. And I thought, do I really want that? One time, he ran an ad for a sale. And he spent thousands of dollars, and this is back in the 60s, thousands of dollars for radio and newspaper ads advertising his sale. I went to his store at about 4.30 p.m., and the store was open till 9, and he hadn't made one sale. And he was worried. He had spent all this money, and it was one of the slowest days ever. It not, not that the ad was counterproductive, it just didn't produce at all. And I thought, do I want that pressure? Do I want to be a small business person? Do I want to be the breadwinner? Thankfully, that's a term that's following the dinosaurs into extinction. Um, I don't want that pressure. And I said, thanks anyway, Dad, but I'm really not interested in taking over the business. Why not? I want to become a teacher. What do, you, what do you want to teach? I want to teach French. You want to teach French? Yeah. Okay, son. Your decision, your life. So I became a French teacher for five years. And then, this was back in Hamilton, Ontario. A position opened up at Mohawk College teaching English as a second language. And I was friends with one of the ESL teachers there. And she happened to mention to me that Mohawk was looking for another ESL teacher. And I thought, I can do that. I know English even better than French. All right? I know it by heart. So I applied, got the job, and the rest is history. All right, uh, 81, I moved out to BC and 84, I got a job teaching ESL at Columbia College in downtown Vancouver. I was there for 31 wonderful years. Students from all around the world. We had students from 40 to 50 different countries. And the one thing they all had in common was English. <laughs> okay, from very little to a lot. And I enjoyed my 31 years at Columbia College a lot more than I, I'm sure I would have waiting for customers to come in the door to try on a pair of shoes that didn't fit anyway because she insists that she's a size six. <laughs> and I'm looking and saying, no, sweetheart, that's a nine. <laughs> anyway, uh, very often, I, I, I don't mean to put women in general down, but I just found it funny. Um, a woman would walk in and say, do you have that shoe in, in a turquoise? And yes, we do. Oh, okay. Uh, 
And I say, what size? And she would say, oh, seven. And I would look and think, that's a good starting point. <laughs> and we go from seven to seven and a half to eight to eight and a half. And the nine, oh, those are, those are better. Yeah, okay. And the fact is, of course, that different shoes, different lasts fit differently. So two sevens may not fit the same as, fit the same, period. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Okay. I'm also getting dry on the throat. Um, the gentleman sitting there, could I ask you for that glass of water that's sitting? Oh, thanks, Dan. Okay, just to refresh. Okay. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. <laughs> okay, back to no kidding. In my 30s, I discovered that I was the only one I knew who didn't have kids and didn't want kids. Everyone I was meeting, everybody I was working with either had kids or intended to have some in the next few years. And I thought, am I an anomaly? Am I the only person on this entire planet who doesn't want kids? And this was before the advent of the internet. I went to the Vancouver Public Library, downtown Vancouver, and looked for a social club for childless and child-free couples and singles. Now, some of you may be asking, what's the difference between childless and child-free? Childless is very often people who wanted to have children but forgot or couldn't or it just didn't happen because the situation wasn't right at the time, okay? Child-free is people who have chosen not to have children for a variety of reasons, financial reasons. We just can't afford them. We can barely put food on the table now and pay the rent. And you're going to make more mouths to feed, and we're going to need a bigger apartment if we've got kids. Uh, environmental reasons. The last thing this planet needs is more people. Look what we've done to this planet already, and we're only 8 billion strong. Come back in 10 or 15 years when we're 16 billion. If you think 8 billion can produce a lot of pollution, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay? Thankfully, though, people are working to try to reduce that. Uh, switching from coal to natural gas helps a bit. Uh, try telling that to Donald Trump. Okay? I'm going to make jobs for coal miners and asbestos miners and tobacco farmers. <laughs> hey, come to think of it, that could be a solution to the overpopulation problem. <laughs> People will be dying in their 40s instead of being centenary, hundred year old. <laughs> okay. Uh, centenary, yeah, centenary. Gotcha. <laughs> You'll be thinking about that instead of anything else for the rest of the day. Centenarians? Okay. Um, and electric cars. All right. They are a partial solution. Nothing is pollution free. Okay. Making the batteries, um, the chemicals in the batteries. Um, that could be a problem as well, but not nearly as bad as burning gasoline or diesel. All right. Even if they are clean diesels like Volkswagen makes. 
Okay. Uh, I want to leave lots of time for questions because that's when I, I really come alive. You make me think. Um, there are personal reasons why some people choose not to have kids. For example, I'm able to work part-time and make enough money to survive. If I had kids, I'd have to work full-time or overtime just to subsist. Okay? Kids are expensive. The latest estimates that I've read are $300,000 from birth to 18 years of age per child. And that depends on your income. If you make more, you spend more. All right, you, can, you look at private schools as opposed to public schools, etc. Um, $300,000. So if you had two kids, you've invested about $600,000 into those children. All right? If you don't have it, you can't spend it. You can't invest it. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't take on a responsibility that you can't stick with and take care of. Uh, well, I'm getting warnings that I, I don't have access to uh, Wi-Fi, and I don't need access to Wi-Fi, so thank you. Okay. Um, some people thrive on stress. I don't. I don't like deadlines. I don't like somebody looking over my shoulder as I'm doing my work. Okay? And being a parent for a lot of people is a lot of stress. For example, and I, I won't even ask who is who has children and who doesn't, that's none of my business, but I want you to think about this. Here you are alone in the home with a toddler. Toddlers don't take very long to hurt themselves. You have to go to the bathroom. What do you do? Leave the kid alone for just 30 seconds? Ha ha ha. Or take the kid with you? The safest thing to do is to take the kid with you. Okay? <laughs> and keep that kid entertained while you relieve yourself. <laughs> just one example, okay? Um, <laughs> you have to childproof the house. You have to remove or raise everything that is fragile, valuable, or dangerous. Child-free homes can be somewhat sterile, all right, because that beautiful Ming Dynasty vase is in storage now because you don't want it toppling down the stairs. Um, kind of reminds me of the old joke, we child-proofed our home, but the kids are still getting in. <laughs> there was never enough time to do what you wanted to do after you had done all the things that you had to do. Laundry was incessant. 
the washing machine never got a break. Okay? Uh, and the more kids, the truer that was. All right? Laundry was just an endless task that never got completed. One load was finished, the next load had to go in. All right? My sister has three kids, and I spent time at her house. And that washing machine didn't have time to breathe. Okay? Um, taking the kids to and from school, to and from play dates, to and from shopping. Took a lot of time, a lot of gasoline too. And there was rarely enough time to actually read the paper, the newspaper. Remember the newspaper? That was that thing you read before you had kids. Okay? Uh, a friend of mine who has kids used to listen to the 6 o'clock uh, CBC radio news and loved the coverage. And then he would listen to As It Happens Later. That activity was put on pause for about six or seven years until his kids grew up enough that he could take the time to actually turn on the radio and listen to the six o'clock news. And as it happens, was an occasional luxury. Okay? Uh, so again, are these things important to you? If they're not important to you, if you don't mind foregoing them, great! Go ahead, have a kid. Right? I find it, and I, I don't mean to be moralizing, but kind of unconscionable for people to have more than two. China had a one-child policy because China, ha China had read the writing on the wall. We can't afford to feed and house our people population as it is burgeoning. We have to cut back on the burgeoning, not eliminate a million or 10 million people. That's not what we're talking about. Just have fewer replacement people. I wish the rest of the world would read the writing on the wall. We can't keep doing that. If you Google a graph of world population with very few little dips, it's going like this, folks. And there's no end in sight. And if you think that's not a problem, and I've had people say that to me, overpopulation is a myth. Fake news, right? Imagine yourself in this room. Imagine the population of this room doubling now. So if there's 35 people here, 70. Doubling again, 140. 140 people in this room. Doubling again, 280. 280 people in this room. Excuse me, pardon me. Whose turn is it to breathe now? Okay? The world ain't getting any bigger. In fact, with climate change and rising oceans, it's getting smaller. Okay? Uh, anyway, uh, no kidding. And that's why I was invited here. People choose to ha have no children for 
many reasons, and many of those reasons are valid reasons for those individuals. If you don't like it, fine. That's your, that's your right to disagree. But, and the remarkable thing is, at No Kidding Activities, and remember please, No Kidding is a social club. We get together for hiking, canoeing, dinners, movies, live theater, concerts, ping pong nights, you name it, we'll try it. And we'll probably have fun doing it and nobody has to be home by midnight to relieve the babysitter. So sometimes our activities go till two or three in the morning. Okay. Um, questions, please. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much.